Thank you for tuning in to the Once an Athlete podcast hosted by Emily Watson, Once an Athlete, Always an Athlete. Once an Athlete provides resources and relatable content for athletes that are either competing or no longer competes. This is also a resource for parents of athletes to help know how to support them. Anywhere from how to stay healthy physically and mentally to how to make a career choice, we will provide the support. Our mission is to provide resources and relatable content for athletes who compete or used to compete. All right, I have Shannon Hughes, Miss Shannon here. Um, I'm really, really excited to have one of my really good friends here. Um, Just an intro about her. She went to NEO, Northeastern Oklahoma in, uh, how do you say it, Miami? You got it. (laughs) Miami, Miami. Oklahoma. It's a little bit of a twang there. (laughs) Northeastern Oklahoma. Um, She graduated with her associate's degree in natural sciences in 2016, then she transferred to the University of Tulsa. Uh, We were teammates there playing softball there from um, 2017 and 2018. And she graduated in 2019 with her degree in environmental policy. She got her master's degree in industrial hygiene at Central Missouri while being the GA for the Jennies. um, That's the Central Missouri softball team. And now she is in grad school again, pursuing an <laughs> MBA. <laughs> um, she works for Evergy, and she lives in Kansas City, Missouri, and she goes to the lake house in the Ozarks quite often. Um, she plays with uh, her niece and nephew in her free time. Um, we got, fun fact, we got tattoos together three times. Yeah, we did. Um, <laughs> uh, she's my favorite GB, and oh. we used to go to the... <laughs> to the movie theaters a lot and I just remember when she transferred in I just uh, reached out to her and we immediately hit it off and um, we were hanging out a lot going to the movie theaters going to Wingstop or McAllister's whatever (laughs) so I'm really excited to have you on yeah fun fact Emily was my first friend at the University of Tulsa (laughs) so she was uh, she took me in under her arm and led me to greatness so I really appreciate that appreciate your friendship for sure I appreciate you too and I'm so glad that we can have a lifelong friendship that softball brought us together and um I will always look at my wrist and remember (laughs) (laughs) um so I I hope we can get more tattoos in the future yeah (laughs) Yeah. um okay so let's let's just jump right into it so when did you start playing sports Shannon yeah, so I actually started playing basketball was my first sport. Um, I started playing, I think I was around like seven or eight. Um, and I was playing with a team called the Vipers. And the, actually the head coach of the basketball team was like, um, you look kind of athletic. Let's put you in softball. So I softball wasn't even actually my first sport. Um, oh. But yeah, so I actually didn't start playing softball till about like 10, I think. Um, and yeah, just kind of took off from there. Wow. I did not know that. And yeah, a hooper. Yeah. Just a, <laughs> a side note. Shannon was a, our starting shortstop. So like, not only was she playing with us in softball, but she was really good. So that's, <laughs> that's really, that's really awesome. Like you didn't even start as early as most people. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, when did you start playing competitive? 
Um, competitive, let's see, probably around, oh my gosh, I don't even remember. Probably like a year or so later, we went um, competitive with that team that started from our basketball team. So right around the same time, I guess. Um, so I don't know. Super young. Yeah. And were you playing competitive both softball and basketball? Yeah, I actually played competitive basketball on an AAU team until my junior year of high school. And so I was playing two competitive sports at the same time, which was very time consuming, I will say. (laughs) So you ended up having a setback of um, having an ACL tear. So can you talk a little bit about how basketball and softball and everything like led to that and then like how you how you handled the setback and how you came back from it and everything about that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, So playing competitive softball and competitive basketball was really, you know, hard on my body, um, especially since I played both from such a young age. And then. When I got to high school, I was like, I'm not busy enough. So I started running track. So I was actually a three-sport athlete in high school um, until one day my junior year, um, I was giving a high five on the softball field, came down and tore my ACL. So for all of you that think that you have a more embarrassing injury story, I doubt it. Um, But... (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that was like the highlight of my life um and so yeah I had to get carted off taken by an ambulance um because my mom was extra um cautious I guess and so yeah ended up having surgery on my ACL completely tore out my knee my meniscus my MCL I don't know all the other things in there um so yeah so had surgery and ended up getting cleared in six months um, and then came back for my high school uh, basketball season in February that year. So was a little bit, um, you know, of a break from sports, which was actually, I think, what I needed. It was, you know, kind of a blessing in disguise because I was so busy and so overworking myself that my leg was just like, let's take a, a second to breathe. Yeah. Um, so then after I did that, I was like, I need to kind of focus on softball because it was what I wanted to do. Um, and as most of you know, like your junior year is when you really get recruited hard to play in college. And I had a lot of people that I was talking to potential schools to go on visits that backed out um, from, you know, having me because of my ACL tear. So it was kind of hard to go through as a high school, you know, student that was trying to play in in college um because I knew I had it in me but I I mean I know that an injury is kind of a risk to take as a college coach um so I ended up going to northeastern Oklahoma because Eric Iverson took a chance on me um and ended up having a really really fun career at NEO we ended up actually taking second at nationals it was like it's the still the best that NEO's ever done um so it was just such a blast and I met lifelong friends there too um so it kind of it led me um you know down a path that I didn't think I was going to go down but it actually ended up being amazing um so definitely a setback you know physically and mentally but I you know wouldn't have changed it any other way and ultimately ended up going to Tulsa where I met 
Emily Watson. So, um, <laughs> it's all about the process. Yeah. So, definitely, I mean, there's always going to be things that kind of take you down a different path than you think, but it ended up working out. So, yeah. Before I get into the, the Juco stuff, um, I wanted to talk about like the multiple sports aspect, which I love, like when people do multiple sports, um, mm-hmm. it does put you at risk of getting injury but it's also like it can be good for training so mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit about that yeah so playing basketball um you know defense was kind of my forte in basketball I like to you know be quick on the court and and defend um and you know being a shortstop it's like the same motion there so you know down and ready kind of a lot of lateral movement there um so I definitely think it played a, a factor into my quickness there and just like hand-eye coordination for sure um so you know I I am definitely for multi-sport athletes in in terms of training as like you're you know don't specialize too soon because you you never know like those aspects that you could be you know training for those different sports will definitely play a role in other movements and other sports Um, because it all just boils down to your athletic ability and that'll that'll play into it for sure yeah and just like the whole theme with once an athlete always an athlete like you have to end the sport eventually and I feel like you missed playing basketball no doubt yeah it was a hard day the last basketball game I ever played I mean it was like heartbreaking um, because I had to choose a sport um, and yeah, so I definitely miss basketball, but um, I've had other outlets for it, um, just like shooting around and playing in the corporate challenge for my my company. I'm in the the 3v3 basketball women's league, so there's there that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And so what what would you say like are ways that multi-sport athletes could possibly like train or you know, like what can they do to prevent that type of injury? Yeah, so I I think, you know, really finding the root, like, of both sports, like, for me, as a shortstop and as, you know, a, a point guard, um, a lot of, like, side-to-side lateral movement. So I would definitely, like, for me specifically, would be building up those side-to-side muscles on the outside of my knees. Um, a lot of mine was, like, wear and tear, probably from track, but um you know just kind of like pushed it over the edge who knows what the actual cause was from but yeah um I think like you know just working on like quick movements for sure because those are both movements that you'd use in a lot of different sports so um you know training wise a lot of like quick agility you know cone drills and quick sprints for sure um but you know for other sports I'm sure it's totally different and just so just finding that like a a common movement that you can use in both you know will help out your body for sure yeah and I feel like it also depends on where you're from like what season your high school does each sport Mm -hmm. and training and um it's it's always good to train just like something that we did a lot at, at Tulsa um which I praised um coach Chad in my last uh, in one of my podcasts, one of my last podcasts, and I'm going to praise him again. Like Love he did, Coach really, Chad. he did, he did really great with, um, making sure that our knees were strong. We didn't have any knee injuries. Mm-hmm. Did we? Yeah, yeah, no, I don't think we had any because we, 
we always worked at like always worked on our like knee strength and like jumping and and mm-hmm. like we always started with those like quick feet movements and um just something recommended is to yeah. like don't don't neglect that training exactly and I think something that I'd also like to mention is just like the importance of like you know dynamically stretching and static stretching before you do anything um because you know as a high school athlete like I was just rolling out of school like ready to go and I'm sure that definitely played a part in you know my injury that I had um because I didn't wasn't taking care of my body that well um I didn't really know that much about it and you know there wasn't a whole lot of stretching and jogging beforehand it was just like you know as a young athlete you're just like you know, trying to play, (laughs) but yeah, but definitely something Chad taught me in the university of Tulsa was like how, how much stretching we did before we actually ran, like probably like 20 minutes worth. So, yeah. Um, and that was like quick feet, static, dynamic, you know, just getting our muscles moving. So, and then we would, we would stretch and warm up again before we went to like a different type of workout. Exactly. Mm -hmm. No doubt. It's important. Um, so onto the JUCO um, experience. So, it how was that different than the four year um, school Tulsa? Um, yeah. So JUCO is no joke. I will say it's not for the yeah. week. Um, we had, you know, practice every single day. There's not a limit on practice. It was the hardest two years of my life. I think. Um, you know, we practiced in the snow when there was two feet of snow on the ground. We practiced and I'm like outside. We practiced outside um, when it was raining. I mean, it was like insane. But the weather in Oklahoma, if anyone doesn't know that. Exactly. The weather in Oklahoma is no joke. Yeah, no, <laughs> exactly. We had a creek that ran behind our field and it would flood so high. And we would be like practicing on the like the football field like 10 feet away from it because we were not missing a practice so if that gives you any indication um I remember one day we had like a scrimmage for like I don't know 14 innings and then we had a two-hour practice afterwards so um yeah definitely definitely led me to be really tough I had some really hard moments there um you know it was it was really just hard but it you know, taught me a lot about character, um, and made me who I am for sure. So, you know, and, you know, we ended up being really successful. I mean, we had, we went to the world series nationals. Um, my freshman year took second and then my sophomore year we took fifth. So it was just a really awesome experience. I met some of my lifelong friends, um, you know, multiple lifelong friends there and, you know, it was just the best experience. Um, but definitely, you know, kind of built a foundation of who I want to be in terms of how hard I'm going to work. And, you know, I'm going to put everything that I possibly have into something. So, um, you know, I, I always praise JUCOs, JUCO players, um, you know how it is. So I think, you know, definitely don't doubt any JUCO players because they're, they're tough. Oh yeah. Um, I remember one story you always told was, yeah, our workout was at like five in the morning and I just, I didn't have to set an alarm because there was a train, you know, it was the train like always went by at four o'clock or something. Yeah, it did. (laughs) Well, me and my roommate, Kylie, she's, we live together and 
we would stay up like doing homework and stuff like that and we had workouts at like 5 30 or whatever and the the train would wake us up like we just went to bed at like three and then the train would come by and we'd have our windows open because there was literally no ac so it was just we were roughing it but um yeah (laughs) well you know at juco athletes we see you yeah for sure (laughs) shout out Um, okay, on to the next question. So how did uh, playing competitive softball and I guess basketball also, how did playing competitive sports shape who you are today? Yeah, I think mostly like looking back on it now that I've been out of sports for so long, just just realizing how many friendships I made from it. Um, you know, I just went to one of my best friend Remy's wedding the other day and she's who I grew up playing basketball with, you know, and I it's just like so cool to be such good friends and have lifelong friendships from what sports bring you, um, you know, cause I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have had those friendships with people who went to other schools, especially without sports um, growing up. So I think it definitely, you know, made me tough in that it ended up tearing my ACL. Um, and I, you know, had to really think about what I wanted to do. And if I really love the sport, and um but ultimately just the friendships i made along the way has you know shaped me and yeah the connection been awesome yeah it's been yeah. awesome to have those friendships you know even now that i'm 26 so old and hopefully for way much longer <laughs> i know you can't talk <laughs> i'm like oh i'm turning 26 also but yeah um <laughs> yeah no like and then a- like eight days later i'll be turning 27 so right. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, but we uh, we had a blast at that wedding. Like we went to our um, our manager. Yeah, our- shout out Andrew. Yeah, um, Andrew had a wedding in in Dallas, and so it was a it was a fun, cute little reunion for some of us, and it was just a blast. And m- like thinking back on the memories from Tulsa softball, and just like kind of talking about where we're at now and and because when you're an athlete you don't really think about what's after and then like Mm -hmm. we're looking back we're like wow that was a blast yeah and how awesome for that he was our softball manager and so many girls showed up and were yeah you know a part of his wedding and yeah big family yeah um how was your experience as a or you right after being done playing Yeah, my experience at UCM um, was awesome. I think, you know, I didn't know once I graduated from the University of Tulsa, I was like, what do I do? Like, where do I go? Who do I talk to? Um, As I'm sure many people can relate to. um, It's just like you're getting pushed out of the bird's nest and you're not really sure what to do. Um, So I knew that I wanted to come closer to home and Um, got the opportunity to coach at UCM um, and met so many awesome girls, um, all my players at UCM. They're just like seriously the best and gave me a home, um, you know, right when I got done playing. So, you know, I got to be a part of such a cool place and cool opportunity. And, um, you know, we had some really good success and, um, you know, it was, it was definitely what I needed right after getting done playing with softball because I was still getting to be involved with it. Um, but I was seeing it from a different perspective um, as from a coaching perspective, which I had no idea what I was doing. So, um, you know, they welcomed me with 
open arms and um you know are really really special girls so um plus you throw in the year of covid in that so it was just really crazy times but yeah um you know really getting to have a place to kind of land once I got done with softball that I still got to be involved with softball yeah definitely helped my transition yeah so like not being able to play anymore but still being a part of a team is kind of therapeutic it's also it also can be really hard um to like not be able to play anymore and yeah um so like with that like what was the transition out of of playing and being in the sport like how was that for you and then when you ended up with your new newfound free time like how was that whole transition out of softball for you yeah so when I transitioned from playing to coaching it was hard like you just said like when you know whenever they were losing or something or like I felt like I needed to go out there and play and I'm just like had to like check myself like way I'm way too old for this like I (laughs) like they did not need me on the field but (laughs) it's just like your instinct you know like you're like oh let me hit but um yeah it's um you know it was nice to have but it was also hard because I think that I was still getting involved and still had the love for it but you know I had to really like find my new calling in that I you know, got to be there for the girls and kind of help them through any, anything that they needed, um, you know, on the field and off the field. So I got to kind of be a little bit of a, um, you know, someone to look up to for some of them. And, um, you know, I think for them too, just getting to see someone that was just fresh out of playing, um, you know, that you can kind of, there is life after this. So it was kind of nice for them to see, I'm sure too. So, um, you know, and then also like not playing anymore. I got a lot of time to like be with my family. Um, my sister, she had two babies that I love um, with my whole heart. And I get to see them all the time. I get to play with them all the time. So, um, you know, not playing anymore, not saying, sorry, I have softball that I did my entire life is like kind of nice to like be able to do things now. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, having, like, the time to spend with your family, like, is huge. And exactly. at the same time, it's, like, you know, there's all there's always that struggle of, like, well, what do, like, what do I do with my free time without softball? Mm-hmm. But then, like, immediately, like, to know to go to your family is super, like, fortunate and really Yeah, because awesome. it's just time I didn't really have before while I was playing softball, like, at Tulsa like we were always traveling I went like months without seeing my sister yeah uh, my boyfriend you know like it's just you know it's hard but once you get done playing and like you're like okay now I can go to all these weddings that I've been invited to now I can like have yeah. friends on the weekend like I haven't been ever been able to do that so yeah um, it's like a new life like you're like a new person afterwards so yeah, it's there are really good things, you know, about sure. yeah. Um so with that, did you ever consider being a full-time team coach? Yeah, I've thought about it. I um I actually give hitting lessons like four nights a week during the week to like about 15 to 16 girls. So, I'm still heavily involved in softball. <laughs> um I know I'm kind of crazy, but I you know, I've thought about coaching competitively. 
Um, I'm still a little bit involved in UCM, kind of volunteering here and there. And um, so I still like to be involved, um, but with full-time coach or full-time working um, at Evergy, it's, it's a little bit harder to do, but I think giving lessons gives me kind of a purpose in that I'm helping develop young girls um, and getting to see their progress. And when they succeed, it's just like the best feeling ever. So yeah, it's, um, it's kind of nice to have, even though I'm super busy, but um, it's definitely worth it. So yeah, no, I do. I do lessons also. And it's definitely different than being a team coach because mm-hmm. I feel like being if you're committing to like a whole team, then you're committing to like the same thing as when you were an athlete. And yeah, it's like, like you said, like, you want to have that time with your family. Exactly. Have that time for yourself. Um, so yeah, I feel like right now I'm just still trying to figure out my life. Like, oh, yeah, um, I mean, you know, I like softball. I love softball. I love developing girls and lessons kind of gives you that one-on-one time too, where you can really like help them out um, and hopefully lead them, you know, to a successful path. And I think, you know, on the other hand, I'm still like, I still want to go out to dinner with my friends and I still want to, you know, do go to weddings on the weekends or whatever I'm doing. So um, it definitely gives you that freedom still, but allows you to kind of be, you know, plugged in still. Yeah which is awesome. Um, so onto a different subject. So your degree, now you're working on your third degree. Okay. Miss, <laughs> miss college degrees. Okay. So, but while you were playing softball, your at Tulsa, your degree was in, um, environmental policy, which you can talk about your story about how you got there in a minute. But, <laughs> um, basically my question is, um, do you feel like you would have done a different degree if you weren't a student athlete? yeah so it's kind of funny because Emily actually like saved me from a brink of destruction when I first got (laughs) to Tulsa Um, I went into mechanical engineering because it's something that I really found interesting and thought that you know I could do Um, but I found out I did too oh yeah 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 we all did (laughs) (laughs) um And so that first semester, I was getting really bad grades. I had just transferred to this new school that I knew no one at. Um, It was so hard. If you're not familiar with the University of Tulsa, like, just go look up their academics. Like, it is so hard. And it was a total difference from this, like, two-year JUCO that I was at, making all A's, like, not, you know, having to, like, really challenge myself, but... Um, when I got to the University of Tulsa, it's a private school that really focuses on their academics. And so, and it's actually known for their engineering, engineering program. Yeah. Yeah. So I got to the University of Tulsa and I was like, okay, like I can do this. Um, well, I found out really quickly that I couldn't (laughs) while playing softball. Um, and I had to change degrees because my coach actually called me and was like, you're not going to have enough credits to like be eligible in this in the spring like not because of my grades but because I didn't have enough credits that actually transferred from my two-year um and also probably my grades well, <laughs> yeah, he, was, he was what'd you say because you because sw- you're because your associates was in natural sciences which, exactly which yeah. with mechanical engineering and then you switched to sports business but so with sports business that lost all your credits for yeah for exactly that. Yeah, exactly. Because it transferred from mechanical engineering. But um, once I went into sports business, it was like so different. They wanted me to take all the gen eds again and stuff. So um, anyway, so he called me 
and was like, you're not going to be eligible this spring because your credits aren't transferring. And so I was like, okay, well, now what? Um, And so I went and talked to all my counselors and all my advisors, and they found a path in environmental policy that I could be eligible for the spring. So I ended up going that path, um, which, you know, actually was also a blessing in disguise because I really am, you know, environmental savvy and enjoy environmental courses and sustainability and all that. Um, But I think that if I wouldn't have been playing softball and credits wouldn't have been an issue, like I either would have stayed the course in mechanical engineering, um, maybe if I could pass the courses and or gone into like environmental law or maybe even stayed sports business. Who knows? Um, I, you know, was interested in a lot of different things. Um, But I think that playing softball definitely had an impact on what I could and could not do. So, um, you know, I don't know what could have been, but you know, oh, all yeah. worked out in the end and yeah, it was all good, but most definitely um, softball played an impact in what I, what I ended up majoring in. Yeah. I just remember you had to go with like, that was literally the only option for you was environmental policy, whether you liked it or not. And exactly. Yeah. I remember like it, that's just like, that just proves the student athlete like struggle of being an athlete student is like yeah you you are you have to choose what works best for like whether it's the schedule whether it's eligibility you have to choose what is working for the sport and just lucky for you like you actually started becoming like really interested in your classes so exactly yeah like, like what if I would have I know <laughs> like what am I in and then <laughs> like Like you I literally am going to school to play softball at this point um (laughs) which is true in a lot of people's cases uh so you know it's definitely speaks to the fact that people will you know do whatever it takes to make sure that they're eligible to make sure that their you know their courses are going the right path and you know whether you're interested in it or not it's kind of an interesting play but um yeah yeah it's kind of goes like when I was coaching, you know, a lot of girls want to go into nursing. Well, nursing is really not the course to go in if you're playing softball because it's very, you know, hands-on degree where you have to be at like hospitals doing clinicals and all those other things. But so like we, you know, it's just, just, it's really hard to be a nurse and play softball. Um, so it kind of is the same realm there. Yeah. I mean, some people can find a way to do like whatever, like I, I remember there's a girl at Tulsa. I don't remember what sport she played, but she was in engineer, mechanical engineering. I think it was mechanical engineering and a sorority and she got straight A's and it's like, oh okay, my gosh, it is possible. You're superwoman. Just, do you, do you want to do that to yourself? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, it is possible. Anything's possible if yeah. you set your mind yeah. to it, apparently, yeah. but I- I just wish there was more resources for student athletes to go back and get their nursing degree, like without worrying about financials or like, and that's what once an athlete is, you know, one of the, one of our goals is to be able to provide that. So for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. On to the next question. Um, what was one of your favorite moments while competing? Yeah. My all time favorite moment, which was also my all time most sad moment I've ever been in my entire life, not to be dramatic, but (laughs) it's like the only time I've ever actually felt heartbreak. So, um, 
yeah so playing against um OU and regionals um we were ahead and um we were actually in the winner's bracket and they were in the loser's bracket um because we had um beaten a team and then um North Dakota I believe right I think it was yeah North Dakota State State? yeah North Dakota State ended up upsetting OU um and so it was so much fun getting to be in the winner's side bracket of that. We were literally on a roll, like our team, we were killing it. We had just one regular season champs, like we were conference champs. We were just like, which shout out to M because she's a beast and was striking everybody out. I literally went 15 games without getting a ground ball, if that tells you how good <laughs> she is. Um, just a little, just a little side note there. Um, and yes, I counted. Um <laughs> So, anyway, so we were in the winner's bracket, and um, we were beating OU 4-2. to two. Um, Long story short, we ended up losing, but it was literally, like, the most fun that I've ever had. We were so excited. Our team, like, all came together to, like, you know, get some good hits. We had some really timely hits. We had some often, or awesome defensive plays, and it was just, like, the best time ever because um, we were just – you know, playing so well and just having fun. And that's really what it all boils down to. But anyway, OU is OU and ended up pulling it out somehow, some way. But, um, you know, we, we felt the, the victory there. Um, and then we ended up losing, but it was still such a great experience. Um, you know, and it was just awesome. So that whole, the whole tournament was super fun and so much fun it was like a whole turn of events like just like it's just a proof of ncaa playoffs like anytime anytime you're in postseason like you never know what's going to happen and Mm um you know ou was hosting so obviously they were one seed and then yep go to state was four seed out of four yeah it was an upset for sure they but they they beat them the the game and um so Oklahoma had to, you know, come back and um it was really awesome watching Oklahoma like find that fight and yeah. and come back, but also at the same time like it was devastating for us, but it was really good games every single game. And sure. we yeah. were we were two seeds, so it was really cool like being basically number one, like mm-hmm. the that tournament and it was um, you know, we played whoever we played first. Um, was that the Arkansas game? Was it Arkansas? I think it was uh, Arkansas. I, I cannot remember, but we we won that first game. That was exciting. So that meant that we were number one, and mm-hmm. and then and then we beat North Dakota State, and then Oklahoma beat North Dakota State, and then and then you know that it became between us two, and it was yeah really fun. It really was, and Oklahoma went on to win the World Series that year, so it was just okay. like, it we like almost... they breezed through the rest. <laughs> I know, we like almost, and they even gave us a shout out, like, they were like, we were so close to losing in regionals because of Tulsa, and we ended up winning, so, I don't know, It's it was fun, it was a really fun time, and yeah. I think, um, you know, just getting to be in that atmosphere, because we were on ESPN, everyone was watching our games, like, it was so much fun, so. Yeah. We had a little bit of technical difficulties there. Um, <laughs> not sure. Not sure what happened. Um, 
but anyway moving on okay um I was asking you if you remembered our record that year because we were like I was just saying that we were like mowing people down and I couldn't remember our record but I'm pretty sure it was like the most wins in school history right it was you know looking back I'm like that was an impressive record but I think it was like we had a low amount of losses and you know what's crazy is that season we started like Owen seven so bad yeah. like Owen seven and then we like went on like a we 30 never win. lost another game <laughs> like yeah. a thirty win <laughs> yeah game game we're like, we need to get it together yeah. right now oh my gosh yeah no like um speaking of matching tattoos um yeah me and Riley my um uh, our catcher like we ended up getting a tattoo of four leaf clovers because um when we were like on our seventh loss of the season um when we were warming up in the grass i found a four-leaf clover and i gave it to her and then we started winning like every oh my game gosh. that's so a great like, story it was <laughs> it was a really awesome season i like i would do 2017 over again in a heartbeat know, right yeah um Okay, so on to the next question. Uh, what advice would you give to someone who was re- recently done playing a sport? Yeah, so someone that's recently done playing a sport, um, you know, it's just such a huge life transition. And, you know, it's not going to be easy to navigate. Um, but, you know, there's going to be a lot of confusion in what kind of path you want to go down um, in terms of like working out. Um, you know, your body will change because you're not lifting every single day. Um, yeah. But I, I definitely think, um, you know, finding what works for you in terms of, um, you know, your mental capacity and also your physical capacities, because it's going to be so different. Um, you're like a brand new person, like not to be dramatic but it really is and finding what makes you happy finding what's um you know what's gonna give you your greater purpose in life is definitely important um I think that um you know knowing that like softball is not the big picture here like your life and your happiness and your um enjoyment is the bigger picture so I I I guess just as simple as you know find what makes you happy and it it might not be sports it might be an outlet of sports um but just finding something that can be your outlet of stress where that sports used to be yeah that's really good advice and like it's important to know like you you were a person like before you started playing softball you were also you yeah um, and it's just it's a big part of who you are and Mm -hmm. finding like the things that you want to do in the time that you used to spend doing your sport like for you it's like with your family like that's huge Mm -hmm. so yeah exactly and um you know it might make you happier than you think you know it's really sad once you get done playing it's like really depressing almost and not almost it is depressing well for me it was um but definitely you know finding something that makes you happy is is the way to go yeah what advice would you give to someone who's currently playing a sport currently playing a sport i would say definitely just as simple as don't take it too seriously um you know i was telling emily this earlier that you know if i had a strikeout or made an error at short like it would dictate if i had a bad day or not 
and now looking back on it you know the the big picture here is your is your um you know mental hap like your happiness um and you know i think that for me i just took it so seriously to the point that it would you know dictate whether i was in a good mood or not yeah. and you know looking back now i just know that if i would have focused on having more fun in the moment that i would have enjoyed it a little bit more i think yeah you can still be competitive while having fun exactly like, look at the top teams that are performing right now like they look like they're having a blast like mm-hmm. they i'm sure they're like you know some of them could be hard on themselves but like it's 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 better to not be hard on yourselves because like you said like is anyone gonna remember that you struck out that one time like yeah no. exactly <laughs> yeah no doubt and I think you know just making sure that you're just having fun um, because it, the time goes by so fast and when it's over you know are you gonna look back and say like that was so much fun or was that really stressful um, you know it's it makes a big difference and um, you know, definitely take it seriously in the fact that like of training and uh, things along those lines, but in terms of being too hard on yourself, definitely don't take it too seriously. Right. Uh, do you have anything else to add? Um, no, I don't think I have anything else to add. Um, you know, I think once an athlete, always an athlete is a super great platform for athletes to kind of tell their stories on and relate to other, um, you know, athletes you know, whether they played in college, whether they didn't, um, whether they're 10 years, 20 years out of their sport or whether they're still in their sport. It's so huge to kind of have a platform. So I really appreciate you doing this, Emily. And, um, you know how I feel about you. So I, I won't go into all that, but, um, you know, I, I just think this is great and really appreciate you having me on here. Well, thank you so much. You're you're really one of the first people I thought of for this because first of all, you're one of my closest friends that I got yeah. out of Tulsa and, and I just remember talking like, cause we were both GAs at the same time, just being yeah. like, this is so weird. Like not being able to play, not being able to put on the Jersey and like, yep. and we both had that same experience of, you know, having one foot in and one foot out. And exactly. like, so I, I really appreciate you being on the podcast and um, I, I, look forward to the ways that we can be both of us can be involved in this project in the future and thank you for being sharing your story and being on the show yeah for sure thank you so much for having me and i can't wait to see where this goes um such an awesome idea so um everyone go share and and give emily a like i think that this will be a really good platform in the future to hopefully you know mend those bridges of a disconnect between student athletes um, and hopefully help the mental capacity of, of some people struggling out there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed listening, please be sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Spotify at Once an Athlete, Facebook at Once an Athlete Crew, and find our channel on YouTube, which is linked on the header of our website, www.onceanathlete.com.